0: themselves and their organizations and even their students in their classrooms into the events with us so we were planning all this stuff all the while every single time we talked on the phone every time we got together and the radio was on or somebody was giving the other a ride the song would pop on and like we're singing at the top of our lungs like you know committing our entire souls to the song like it was built for that moment that we were committed to that song there because if we didn't sing it right the world would end I mean that's how deep we were now she was way off key i was a little off key uh but she was way off key like i'm telling the story so he just hello and welcome to another episode of music and nostalgia where we share with you some of the songs that take us to a beautiful place or a magical place, or wherever else it is that it takes us in our lives. Today, well, first off, I am your host, Dakwa Peters, with, with you again. And here, let's share another memory. So, um, because uh, Martin Luther King Day just passed, this episode is in honor of Martin Luther King Day. And I have a story, and the song I'm about to share with you is actually not what you would imagine and it's not hopefully it comes together for you just like it did for me but it, the memory is so well intertwined that I can't wait to share it with you. Today we're going to talk about how Deborah Cox and RL connect to Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, right? And uh today's song is We Can't Be Friends by Deborah Cox featuring RL. Uh, A few things about this song, just to kind of give you a little, little walk back down memory lane. This song was released in the year 1999. Interesting fact, it was actually written for a group of 98 Degrees. I'm hoping you guys know who they are, at least if you were if you're an 80s baby you should know if you're a 90s baby you probably should as well but uh 98 degrees was supposed to do the song somehow it didn't work out the song was written by uh i think it was shep crawford uh he wrote it for them and then there was supposed to be some of the agreements it didn't work out and clive was like yo i he heard the song he was like i think this is this is deborah cox but he was like this is deborah cox's song and i think we should bring on rl and rl If you guys don't know, is also, he was from the group Next. And yo, Next used to be jamming, right? Like the the 90s, early 2000s was the era of groups. Like, you know, like we had the boy bands, but we just had some really nice groups in that era. Well, this song, We Can't Be Friends, by Deborah Cox and RL was just a banger when it came out in 1999. It was in our heads and our hearts. It, you know, actually, so that's 22 years that that song has been out there. And when you listen to it now, it's still sweet as fire. I think it's so beautiful. I was just listening to it before I started recording this episode. And I'm telling you, you got to listen to it. Just go listen to it because they killed it. I mean, they worked so well together. I mean, and that year was just a banger for Deborah Cox because she had some magical songs. Well, anyway, let's go into why Uh, Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day and We Can't Be Friends actually have a great memory for me. So here we go, story time, right? Uh, I grew up around the, uh, the experience, the spirit and the lifestyle of uh community service doing things where i you know we were providing food for the needy taking care of kids in the orphanages this is growing up in nigeria this was just part of it was just a natural part of this i remember my grandma would always like every um for muslims they have something we call ramadan where you know they would they would provide food for i mean like Villages, it felt like like everybody was doing that if you had any kind of means, no matter how little or large it was, you were providing it, you know, my mother, my mother comes from a Muslim family, even though she grew up Christian. uh, So we were always exposed to all of this stuff you know we we always. We're taking care of things on the side of the, the Muslim side of the family, of the Christian side. Just a little tidbit about my family. I'll get into those stories some someday, and I think you'll enjoy learning a little more about my childhood and my family and how interconnected we are. Uh, so anyway, so that's what I grew up doing and being. And when I moved to the U.S., um, I had opportunities because in school, of course, as an athlete, um, as I was an athlete in high school. We got to do some service things as, as a team, whether it be you know raising funds for the team to get uniforms and stuff like that, or we were out actually out building stuff with Habitat for Humanity and all these different organizations. We were doing different projects just to make sure our community Uh, was getting something from us instead of always just giving to us. So that was always just a part of my life. And I loved it because it was just just who um, I was. And it was the environment that I was raised in. So it just felt right to continue in that journey. Um, So while in high school, in my junior, senior year, I'd taken office in several organizations. And in, in this particular year, it had to be my senior year. Actually, yes, it was my senior year. I was the president of an organization called the Key Club. Uh, It's basically a high school level of the Kiwanis Club, a service service project organization, and I was so excited about that because I loved service, and so it just tied into what I I was about, and you know. I was in part. Of, I was part of several other organizations, and I, I felt like I could have a great impact in this organization and positively shine the light on doing service work, and as well as all the other co- uh, organizations over there. We we always banded together. Even college, I did it. Years after, I don't do as much as I used to, but I certainly would love to get my hands back into doing service projects. And so, this year, that I was senior um, from the summer. I started working with my uh, team, you know, the vice president was Janae Brown. Um, I think our secretary was uh, um, a Shia, well, Glover at the time. And um, I forget what other position, probably the treasurer. Uh, I don't know. One of the but it was Joshua. I, I I can't remember what positions everybody had, but I know myself and Janae particularly, we had those uh, vice president, president and vice president. So we were always working to, we were working and planning to create projects throughout the entire year. We were excited about, we were looking forward to it. Uh, we were cohesive. I remember we would even come over to my house sometimes. We'll see, we'll get together and just, drum out some some projects some design I, I put together some ideas for the the projects of the the week the month or whatever it was and so we were doing those things and a part of that because we were still high school kids i lived way far away from school i should have actually been going to a different school but i was rebellious and i fought my parents i was like no i want to stay here because i got one more year i might as well stick it out yeah it's not going to be a big deal um a lot of lessons I had to learn from that. I should have taken their advice when they asked me, but I still love it because I built some great relationships, some strong friendships that I'm still able to, to lean on even now, 20 plus years later. And so I got a chance to really, uh, because we we couldn't really do the the physical visits all the time because of how far away I was, a lot of times we, my, my vice president in particular and I would always be on the phone Uh, planning out things, making sure that we had our our details ironed out. So I knew that I knew that I knew that we were a team. So around this era, obviously I said, well, not obviously you may not know this, but I didn't always have CDs. I didn't always, you know, because limited funds. So I had to do the things that were convenient, which in those days meant always having the radio on. It was always easy access to the current music of the day. So there was a station, one of the biggest in, in Atlanta, still one of the biggest in Atlanta right now, may even be the largest station in Atlanta. I don't know. I have to go check the stats. Well, I was so uh, fortunate to always listen to it. And so did, uh, apparently so did my my VP, Janae. And every time we would be on the phone talking, planning out, organizing, not only did we uh, organize things for our organization, we were also friends, really good friends. So it worked out for us to be uh, officers together. So every time we would be on the phone, like without fail, every single time we were on the phone, a song would pop up. We can't be friends. And it didn't really occur to us that it was happening that frequently for a while until we would be on the phone together. And as soon as the song came on, we would start singing it. Like as we're talking and there's a pause and you just, you know, you're taking notes or you just kind of pause there. And then all of a sudden you just start singing the song. That was me. I was like, I, we were doing that. And we were like, yo, like this song comes on every single time. Now, this is the dawn of the era of cell phones. So we couldn't always call on our cell phones, but whenever like, you know, back then the free calls happened at 9 p.m. And then eventually moved back to 7 p.m. after a little while. So 9 p.m. you could make free calls. So we'd be calling each other after 9 On our cell phones just kind of drum out some more things because you know back then it was either that or the house phone and that means anybody could jump on the call and instead of being interrupted we just handle business that way quickly after nine o'clock boom get it done and we'll be off the phone so that was just a natural part so every single time with that we would be uh on the phone together that song would come on it became such a running joke between us that if one of us heard the song just randomly like we're out somewhere we, we wouldn't mind wasting a couple of minutes on our on our daytime minutes to pick up the phone and call each other you know it's funny like folks don't even that's not even a factor like most of our phone all of our phones are unlimited minutes now it's a different world i promise you like just think back that was just two decades ago that you had to watch the minutes before the hour before you call sidebar (laughs) so as we were doing that like if we heard the song we'd intentionally call each other and just boom and folks around us started to identify the fact that when that song come on, came on, we would look at each other. We would interact with each other and crack up, like just have a feel day. And it got to a point where we'd even we picked our parts. So I was RL. She was Deborah Cox. And we would just sing that thing out like we had been plotting and planning this out. It, it went so it went so long and strong that folks started to think that maybe there was something going on between us because of how much we were on the phone with each other, how much we were interacting with each other. I mean, we'd set people straight like, no, we're like, we were legit good friends and there was nothing else going. There There was never any intent intention. You know, I think she would claim that I bullied her and we never happened. Like I was just that nice guy. I was, you know, I just was that guy I I wasn't bullying anybody I wasn't you know we were friends but anyway you know how people be talking (laughs) so it, it it anyway to why it ties into Martin Luther King Day right so part of what we were doing um uh in during the Christmas holidays we were planning for a big project to get as many students from our school to participate with us in the Martin Luther King Day events service events that were going on all over the city so we planned to go into the city like into atlanta which was a bit of a distance from decatur or stone mountain where i was living to go in do some service work and get our hands dirty wherever there was there were projects we had already picked out a few things and so we had designed projects so that we could get as many people to those events and that was the plan we were working it out um come come through january we're plotting everything we're having club meetings we're inviting other clubs to participate with us we're we're talking to teachers on campus so that they can all participate and plug their their, themselves and their organizations and even their students in their classrooms into the events with us so we were planning all this stuff all the while every single time we talked on the phone every time we got together and the radio was on or somebody was giving the other a ride the song would pop on and like we're singing at the top of our lungs like you know committing our entire souls to the song like it was built for that moment that we were committed to that song there because if we didn't sing it right the world would end i mean that's how deep we were now she was way off key i was a little off key uh but she was way off key like I'm telling the story so he's just gonna have to take my word for it so that was how we uh, we interacted with that song. So the day of Martin Luther King Day, that was a Monday, we were off of school. So that morning we hurried and we planned it out already that we would meet in um, meet at one of the train stations and ride in to the city and there we would do the project. So that was it. Boom, we made the plans. Uh, and We had what seemed like 20 something students that said, yes, we commit to doing this and we were excited about it we got to the train station it was like six of us i was so salty i was like wait Y'all, would, we really thought everybody was going to be committed to this thing and ain't nobody show up, but the four officers and a couple other students. I, I mean, we did, actually, we ran into other people in the city, but they didn't come to like necessarily stick with our entire um, design of projects that we had. So we were going to do two projects and we're going to go to a parade or whatever it was. I, I don't remember the specifics, but as we're riding the train, as we're going about, it seemed like that song didn't have to play because it played so much in our regular lives that we heard it and we would just start singing it, cracking up on the, on the train. Folks would be looking at us like, I think they lost their marbles, but it was just our regular routine. We got into the city, like we're, we're doing all this stuff. Like I don't even know what happened, but there's a picture of me and her, like I was, oh, so here's another thing. I was an athlete, right? I was a wrestler. So, the hip toss, the you know, picking people up and throwing them on my shoulder was nothing because I was I was pretty in pretty good shape. So I, it was just part of my normal routine. So there's a picture where I scooped her up threw her on my shoulder um, or I was in the process of throwing her up on my shoulder. And I, one of one of one of the crew just took a picture of us. And to this day, every time I look at that picture, it takes me right back to that song. We can't be friends by Deborah Cox and R.L. And it, I mean, like, I bust out laughing, like, even though it's been 20 years, we don't talk regularly, but whenever we talk, like, even if like, she posts something on social media and I'll be like, oh, I'm so happy for you. It's unfortunate. We can't be friends. Like in her response, it's always, a always a laugh. Like everybody else would be like, hmm, that seemed like nothing big. Like, but that inside joke is still with us. What 20, it might be 22 22 years later that it's it's a permanent part of our interactions. We, we hold on to it like and it's an enjoyable thing that even when we don't talk for years, that always pulls us right back together. and and it's great because for me, Martin Luther King Day, let's talk about the man first. Martin Luther King, uh, Jr. was a legend. He he um, he was assassinated. Uh, way before he should have been gone. He had a lot more work to do. Uh, Fortunately, there were other leaders to step in, but he uh, served as somebody that was ready to change the world. And he was doing things to sacrifice his own uh, livelihood, his own comforts to make sure that we could have a better future. And while we're still fighting to get that better future, things are a lot better, but we have a whole lot more to do, a whole lot more to accomplish. But part of what he always did was make sure that he served the people. And for me, service to many leads to greatness. And I love the fact that I could go out there and serve people in many ways, one being community service, whether it be you know for a group of people or just one or two people or just where you live or where you're from. So I love the fact that I could do those things to honor Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I pray that there's more of us that can go out there and serve others because the more people we serve, the better we feel on the inside at first because now we're taking the focus off of our wants, our needs, but we now get other people to see that it's not always all about them and they can reach out and give somebody else some love um, and give somebody else some attention. And when we do those things, it strengthens the community. And that's why I love Dr. Martin Luther King. He sacrificed so so much for, Uh, the well-being of all people, not just black people, not just American people, not just uh, uh, the poor or whatever. He did this for all people. And him, just like him, just like so many others, we have a list of people that were civil rights, civil rights agents for change that even though they couldn't complete their mission on earth physically, their name still rings true 50, 60 years, 30 years later, depending on who we're talking about. So I want every single one of us to go out and do something good for our community, serve in some way, you know, do something where you get your hands into the act of serving others. I really hope and pray that you can find a reason to connect Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s mission to your mission so that we can all be the better for it. And not only that, uh, find something memorable. Find a reason that uh, we can't be friends by Deborah Coxon and RL can be something. I'd love to hear your story. I obviously, not everybody can have the same one as me. It's tying it to Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. service, day of service but I'm sure there's a story behind that song for you. I would love to hear it. I'd love to see how it connects to you and your life. And more importantly, I'd love to see that you connect this episode, this show with your friends, your family, your circle, your network. Everybody should hear this story. I'd love to get your feedback. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube page, make sure you connect to the podcast so that we with more that's going on, with more that we have going on, you can be a part of that journey. I want you to be able, able to, to connect with the stories that we have. And more than that, I want to be able to for you, I want you to be able to share your stories so other people can connect to that as well. I'm looking forward to when your um experiences hit the airwaves and everybody can say, ooh. Me too. I had such an experience. I had similar or different, but something about your experience. I wanted to touch lives by you sharing. So go ahead, come in the comments, let us know what you like. Remember, subscribe, like, share, comment. And uh, while you're at it, go ahead and narrate it. Give me a five star if you believe that our stories all connect one way or another. Looking forward to more stories. I'm excited. Thank you all for participating in another episode of Music and Nostalgia, where we find stories that connect us all through the music that we hear and and love. Good night. Goodbye. Thanks a lot. Thanks. And once again, uh, let's go out there and serve others so we can find our greatness. All right. Do good and know that whatever our experiences are, the joy is truly in the journey. Peace.